Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone. It's Mikey Likes You. Special edition, Corona edition. Not to be confused with uh, Modelo edition. Made by the same company. A lot of people don't know that. Corona beer. Very unfortunately named because of uh, everything going on. So a lot of people turning to Modelo. Little do they know, made at the same place. I used to be a Modelo fan when I drank. It's got to be 20 years now since I've had a Modelo. It's crazy. Hello, as I said, it is a uh, special edition home edition of Mikey Likes You. Hope everybody's doing their best to uh, stay happy and healthy during this lockdown. It's been rough. I will say that, uh, I mean, trying my best to be happy. Um, and there's a lot to be happy for in my life, that's for sure. Um, but uh, it's mostly been rough just like emotionally because um, my daughter is, she is really great. I know everyone says their parent or their kids are great. My daughter's awesome. She's really sweet and she's, uh, you know, she respects my wife and I, but she's five and there's only so far that can go. And even a well-behaved, really sweet five-year-old is a fucking lunatic. And when you're locked up with your parents all day and you have no other kids to play with and no way to just be like, like release kid energy, you know, she's uh, she has her her meltdowns and, you know, I feel bad. I really do. I feel bad for her. And, and uh, we're trying our best, my wife and I, to, to, you know, deal with that and make sure that she's happy and all that. But uh, whew, it can. Uh, <laughs> so all you all you parents out there, especially you parents of like multiple children. Wow. My heart goes out to you because, like I said, I got one, you know, so if you got like three, four kids, you're probably listening to me like huh, pussy. But, uh, you know, it's tough. Um, and um, when things are uncertain, that which is important becomes very clear. And I'm hammering that message home because I, I kind of touched on that a little bit in the last um, the last podcast, or at least at the beginning of the last podcast, um, and I and I mean it. So if, if there's if there's one upside, it's that in these incredibly unique, uncertain times, you will get tremendous clarity on what is truly important to you. And now may be a really good time to um, prioritize your life from big things, you know, down to like what's important with your workouts, what's important with your diet. But uh, 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 th- those those are small things up to big things like. Am I doing what's really right career-wise? Um, am I going to die and look back on my life with a shoulda, woulda, coulda feeling? Um, maybe, maybe I should have 
tried to be a screenwriter or a stand-up comic or a or a engineer or you know go back to school and be a, an attorney um one thing i don't like is when people who are financially set for life give that advice um i'm not by any stretch i, I i'm just saying like there's a lot of people in in the entertainment industry who 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 have made it and who are very financially secure and they constantly give the advice of you know just shoot for your dreams sometimes you got to take a risk well in reality you also have to put food on the table for your family <laughs> you know and it's like if you've always dreamed of being a stand up comic but you've got a really good job with benefits even if that job isn't necessarily um bringing you joy it's 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 kind of what you got to do <laughs> you know so i i'm not i'm not um I'm not like blind to that. I'm not naive to that. But at the same time, I do think like if, if, if you've always had these dreams burning up your mind, you know, um, and just sitting there kind of festering, what better time than now, you know, but, uh, I'm not a big religious guy, you know, I'm not anti-religion. I know a lot of people who say that I'm not into religion. I'm by no means like anti-religion. If it, if it, if you it brings you joy, it makes you a better person. I, I'm all for it, really. Any any organized religion. I just was raised by an Irish Mexican family. On you know half and half. My, my dad's Irish. My mom's Mexican. Uh, both my dad's second generation. My mom first. So Catholicism was like anally raped into them. <laughs> So for me, I was really lucky that I was the next generation and my parents were really let off the pedal when it came to religion. So it's not that I don't like religion or don't have anything. I just don't really know anything about it. It was never imposed on me growing up. So I I just – this is kind of a long-winded way of saying that even though I'm not religious, I do think now is a great time for prayer. Um, Not to sound cheeseball, but uh, take take that five, ten minutes – a day, you know, maybe it's two minutes in the morning and two minutes right before you go to bed or whatever, and say a prayer. Uh, doesn't have to be to God, you know, if you don't believe in God. Doesn't have to be to to any deity. Just put out there into the ethos, the energy of my support and my love goes out to you people who are wondering what you how you're going to pay your rent, wondering how you're going to feed your kids, wondering how you're going to get through this um, this lockdown. Um, and then also say a prayer to put out there that you need guidance and love because, uh, as I've been married to a hippie (laughs) for like, um, you know, be seven, seven and a half years now, uh, Bianca and I've been married. She's really enlightened me in a lot of, now a lot of her hippie stuff is utter bullshit and it drives me nuts. Not going to lie. Um, a lot of it, uh, you know, a good chunk of it has been really helpful to me and really opened my mind to things. And I do believe in like things like vibration and 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 per, and putting out energy into the world and getting back energy that you put out. Um, and and I and I do believe that we are all on the same team. I really do believe that. One thing that I've gotten out of growing up a little bit and getting older is I realize, like, man, and you know what I really have to thank for this is recovery, because um, the one upside about addiction 
is that it absolutely does not discriminate. So I've been able to really get to know and get close with people who are really, really rich and really, really poor and super duper uh, um, have super duper checkered paths. Some people who are totally cool with their with their lifestyle. They just happen to be addicts. Um, you know, it's not uncommon for me to share a room with a guy who spent most of his life in jail and may have even killed someone and then also share that exact same room with a really wealthy hedge fund manager. Um, so that that's great in the sense that I get to really get an intimate relationship with mostly men because of the nature of, of 12 step, but people who come from all different walks of life and super, super, super liberal homosexuals from, from, uh, West Hollywood and super, super conservative, uh, farm workers from, you know, the Apple Valley. And, and what I've realized is like, regardless of what you are, how you identify yourself socially, politically, sexually, gender wise, when all is said and done, we all have almost exactly the same kind of problems and we all have the same concerns and ideals. It's really true. Um, there's obviously variables. Like I never had to worry about the immense stress of coming out of the closet because it just wasn't a thing for me. You know, I'm a straight guy and I, and I always was. Um, but, but, but by and large, like, like I said, so there's those little tweaks. I never had to worry about being pulled over for being black. I never had to be, you know, deal with driving while black. I never had to deal with, um, uh, chauvinism because I'm a guy. So obviously I'm not saying that we're all the same. We all have the same experience, but when we push away those little kind of tweaks at the core of the human experience, it's all really, 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 really similar. It's really, really similar. It's amazing. Whether you're a farmer in East Texas or you're, um, you know, a socialite in Manhattan, you get past that first initial barrier, that weird little veneer of like kind of ideas of identity. And you realize, man, you just want to be a good person. You're concerned about whether you're a good person. You're concerned about whether your partner sees you as a good person and, and whether you're not, you're, you're successful enough. If you make enough money, if you don't make enough money, if you, if you are uh, respected by your friends and peers, if you have enough friends, if you don't, if you have too many friends, if you're spending too much time partying, if you're not spending enough time leaving the house, like we all get neurotic about kind of the same stuff. You're standing in society. You're standing in your within your family, within your friends. That's all. That's all that really matters, right? That's all that we all, in a macro sense, that's all we're worrying about, you know. So, um, you know, not to get too, like I said, verbose about it, but just while we're going through all of this with the Corona stuff, just remember, like, we're all team human, right? We're just team people, and throw out that positive energy on your brothers and sisters out there. Because there's a lot of people struggling, um, a lot of people really, really struggling, and um, and I'm sure a lot of you listening are those people that are really struggling. And man, I mean it sincerely. I'm throwing out all the positive vibes I can. Probably won't help you much in the in the initial sense. I know that you're like, yeah, well, Mike, your fucking positive vibes ain't putting any money in my pocket, and they ain't putting any food on the table for my family. I, I get that. All I'm saying is, is like if we collectively do that, good things can happen. And it's a lot better off for all of us collectively, emotionally, psychologically. It's a lot better off. We're a lot better off that way, collectively as a unit. If we all just can can, can make a promise to 
take a moment and really say higher power, whatever you may be, you know, unseen powers of the universe that connects us all, just like uh, the force in Star Wars, you know, that that's an unseen force that connects us all. I, I, I pray to you that we get out of this and we, we do it in the right way while we become better people because of it, not, not worse. You know, this isn't Mad Max. It's not going to end like that. I just know it. All right. Um, needless to say, I wanted to do a Q&A because uh, I can't really have guests right now. I'm going to try to you – know, I'm opening up my mind to the idea of doing um, Skype guests and Zoom guests because I, initially I said I'm going to do only in-person guests. But obviously with the lockdown, you know, I'm changing my mind on a lot of stuff. So potentially we'll see some guests in the future. But right now it's just me. So I wanted to do a Q&A. And um, I got sent this question by Martin Quintero. Very good questions. Any suggestions on working out with the gym closed? I think that's a lot of us, right, are wondering what the hell do I do when no access to any type of gymnasium or training facility? Well, my number one piece of advice would be try to focus on all the things that you need to work on instead of the stuff that you like to work on. Um let me give you use myself as an example. I love to fight and I love to lift weights. I really do. I get so much out of lifting weights and Muay Thai, boxing, jiu-jitsu, those types of things. All the other stuff involved in fitness, I don't enjoy. So I can't really do any Muay Thai or lift any weights right now. So what am I going to do? I'm going to work on the things that I know I should be working on, but I haven't gotten around to it, either out of laziness, out of uh, a lack of desire. My mobility, my mobility is terrible. I have really flexible hips and legs, but my shoulders, I am like Frankenstein. Anybody who's ever met me, you know I'm telling the truth. So I've just been hammering home the idea of thoracic mobility, doing all my own, you know, mobility stuff daily uh, because I can, because I'm on lockdown. So that's my example, but I'm sure uh, everyone has their own thing. If your number one goal is muscle gain, now is not the time to be focusing on that, okay, in reality. Yes, you can make uh, some progress. You can do some amazing things with body weight exercises and stuff, but... In reality, real, actual, sustainable muscle gain comes from lifting weights, progressively overloading yourself with higher and higher levels of resistance. So you're just not going to have no really serviceable muscle gains when it comes to not having access to lifting weights. Now, if you have a home gym, go you know do your thing. Um, but but most of us don't. Um, so if your if your goal is muscle gain, kind of wipe that away. But it doesn't mean you can't make progress in other ways. Now's a great time when we're mostly working out at home or to nature to focus on strength endurance, aerobic base, um, even power endurance by running sprints. That's my best pieces of advice is focus on the things that you know you need to do but you don't like to do. Things like flexibility and mobility for a lot of us, especially for us guys, we really hate doing the the dynamic stretching, the static stretching, the mobility, and the you know the the body corrective type stuff. Now's a great time to hammer it down, man. 
and you'll you will be better off for it in the long run you will be a better lifter you'll be a better fighter you'll be a better athlete you'll be a better crossfitter whatever it is you do if you take concerted effort and 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 gear it towards being more mobile more um uh aligned um that will help you in every facet of physical movement so that's a great thing to do right now also like i said aerobic base get out there if you're not much of a of a cardio person and myself included um, now's a great time to work on your aerobic base. 30, 40 minutes a day. Start out, you know, 20 minutes, maybe build up to just lower 50% or, or 60% uh, maximum heart rate. And uh, here's a good, if you don't have a heart rate monitor or you don't even know your maximum heart rate, um, here's a good tip that Steve Maxwell gave me. Um, work only as hard as you can while still being able to maintain nasal-only breathing. Okay? So... If you're jogging, let's say, uh, you if you get to a point where you're jogging so fast that you can, can't can continue to maintain that pace while only breathing through your nose, you're going too fast. Slow down. Walking's amazing. Walking's magnificent. People overlook walking because it's not hardcore. Walking is probably the most fundamental and appropriate human movement there is. Okay, I mean, it is the as far as Homo sapiens go, walking is probably the most appropriate form of movement. And no matter what your fitness level is, walking should be a part of your fitness protocol. I, I don't think it's like the number one thing you should do to say have a jacked tan body, but it should be an adjunct. Even if you're lifting heavy weight, even if you're a pro bodybuilder, even if you're an NFL football player, there's no, there's zero downside to getting in ten thousand, twelve thousand steps a day. Zero. That's my main priority. While I'm while I'm doing my main priority, actually is is like I said, mobility. But my main goal is every single day I'm on lockdown, I'm getting twelve thousand steps. And that's a 10-minute walk with my dog, a nice little 20-minute jog in the morning, uh, right before I go to bed, another 10-minute walk with my dog, and then whatever kind of various steps I take around the house doing housework, that I, I try to add it all up to the, get the aggregate of 12,000 steps. That will help you. That will help your health. That will help you in the long run. It helps your basal metabolic rate. Um, so you know, get the steps in. Build your aerobic base. That's a great time to do this. Also, uh, power endurance. So things like sprints, running hills, running sprints, do it. I, I still stand behind that the most overall appropriate movement form is walking for humans. The most effective form of athletic performance is sprinting. You can do, if you're a athlete trying to up your conditioning, um, I think fighters really are at the top of that, that pyramid as far as like needing the most conditioning. Um, you could do all the swimming, rowing, biking, uh, battle ropes, all the shit you want to do. You ain't sprinting, you're not going to get there. Sprinting is it. When it comes to achieving peak conditioning, sprinting is the best, man. So get out there, do it. You don't have to do it every day, but a couple times a week if you get out there and run some sprints, real sprints, um, that that's the shit. Mark Sisson um, has a, on Mark's Daily Apple, I believe, has a pretty good sprinting protocol for like the average Joe. So check it out. Um, also to round out this rather big question, cause you know, right now we're on the lockdown. Everyone's kind of concerned about what do I do with my workout? Um, I'll give you some, some tips or on, on places to go, maybe to get a, a good workout. First off, Bobby Maximus, um, he put out a free, 
at-home workout. And I believe it's like a full month. It's like 28 days. Um, so just Google Bobby Maximus. Um, he's a really smart guy. He's one of the most fit people on the planet. And he very kindly put out um, something that he used to charge for. Um, it's a great at-home workout. Very complete. I've checked it out. Very effective. It's hardcore. I will warn you. It's fucking tough. But if you're looking, if you're bored and you really want to push push it while you're at home, uh, go to Bobby Maximus. You know what? I can actually find his website here, and I'll link. I'll I'll send out a tweet and link it to um, Bobby Maximus. Uh, home. There we go. Okay. Um, he used to be the head fitness instructor at Jim Jones, the very famous um, kind of uh, workout place. They got really famous for being the place that trained all the actors during 300. And that was like the greatest fucking achievement when it came to Hollywood physique. So, um, you know, much props to to them but he used to be the head fitness instructor there now he's kind of branched out on his own okay so it's bobby b-o-b-b-y maximus m-a-x-i-m-u-s dot com bobby com. check it out in like i said he put out a, a, a home workout that is fan freaking tax fantastic as always uh check out hybrid performance method they do have they do charge for their home workout but it's it's an excellent one also um my friend mike mauler who I've mentioned before, put out a great home workout. Uh, he's a real smart guy. You could check that out. Um, let's see. Gymnastic Bodies. Google Gymnastic Bodies. They've done a kind of a movement-based, more gymnastics-based, body weight type stuff that um, I've I've used and I'm really liking. Um, so there, there's some, some good uh, insight into um, where you can go. Also, Athlean X, Jeff Cavalier, he's always putting out incredible content. It's so funny to me how people shit on him, at least like the YouTube fitness community, but Jeff Cavalier at Athlean X did an at-home, comprehensive at-home, I think it's called Athlean Zero, but zero with an X, X-E-R-O. Incredible program. Um, I, I definitely comes uh, supported by me. All right, let's move on to the next question here. What's the deal with five sets of five reps versus three sets of 15? I've only been taking working out seriously for a year or so, so I'm not super into it. Hmm. But I want to make sure I have growth and I'm not stuck on some beginner setting and hear you talk. I hear you talk about five by five a lot. Yes, five by five. Uh, if you're reaching percentages where you're getting failure or closer to it in the five rep range, means you're lifting a lot heavier weights than you would be if you're lif- lifting to get to 15 reps. Now, um, that level of volume, three sets of 15, is probably better for someone who's super experienced and is searching for specifically hypertrophy uh, or muscle growth. Um, But for the overall general purpose of getting better, bigger, stronger, leaner, everything, uh, the three to five rep range is much better. Five being a little bit more superior to three, where three gives you a lot better um, strength gains and more absolute strength. Five by five is great in its simplicity because it gives you a good amount that that level of volume the five reps for five sets can really do a lot of wonders when it comes to muscle growth but it also can highly target the the strength curve so that's why i always recommend the overall majority of people either start off with or stick with 
the 5x5 program. Um, and it's got its own built-in basic program, which which focuses on compound lifting. It's just better. It's better overall. You're getting more bang for your buck. Three sets of 15, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that that's more appropriate for someone who's super advanced and is looking to really tap into those type of muscle fibers specifically geared towards muscle growth. Um, you're not getting fuck all when it comes to strength gains at three sets of 15. There may be some slight crossover, but it, you know, trust me, that's not only anecdotal. There's science behind that. Um, I used to do the 20 rep squat program, you know, exclusively. And don't get me wrong, my 20 rep squat went up greatly, and my leg size increased. But when I went back to training like normal, my one rep max in squat actually went down. So that's why I recommend the 5x5 program because it's just a little bit more comprehensive and it's going to give you an overall performance boost and an overall physique boost as opposed to something that's a little bit more specific like the three, 1 to 3 rep range or the 10 to 15 rep range. Okay, so there you go. Best exercise for middle-aged women to lose weight and tone. I know this is going to sound like a flippant, flippant dick answer. This is not. This is a very serious, very concerned, very caring answer. The best exercise for a middle-aged woman to lose weight and tone? Diet. I got two exercises for you. The table pushaways and the fork put-downs. If you want to tone up and lose weight, you have to focus on your diet. All of your focus should nearly be on your diet. Training definitely comes into play, but you could train as hard as you want, especially as a middle-aged female. You can train like a fucking madman, madwoman in this case. And if you're eating like shit, you are going to look like shit continuously. I'm telling you, I don't want you to waste your time and effort and focus and energy and money on this without getting this through your head. I cannot stress this enough. If you are looking in... Now, listen, if you're a teenager... Take this fucking advice and just let it bounce right off your face. But for grown adults, let's say 35 and over, sometimes even a little younger, if you're not genetically gifted, your diet really, really is everything when it comes to dictating your body composition or your appearance. If you want to lift a million pounds, you want to win a deadlifting contest, you want to win a marathon, your diet isn't as important as your training. Your training is much more important. Diet comes into play. But as far as looking good naked, your diet is overwhelmingly more important than your training. I promise. Stand at the end of a marathon finish line and look at the bodies that cross the finish line. You will be hard-pressed to find a good body. Okay? And I'm not shitting on long-distance runners, okay? What you do is fucking amazing, and I have the utmost respect for all endurance athletes. It takes incredible will and discipline. I'm simply saying that if your concern is how you look, your body, how it looks, a ton of volume and training and cardio and all that is not how you go about it. Okay, you focus on your diet. The be- there's no one size fits all diet. The best advice I can give you, the best overall advice I can give you, focus on your protein intake, get it to a higher level than you think. Typically, like I like to start off with 1 gram per per pound of body weight. 
So if you're a middle-aged female, let's say you're 150 pounds, you know, that's, that's reasonable, 150 grams of protein. Break up your meals into however many you feel comfortable. If you like to eat six times a day, small little meals, do it. If you like to eat once a day, do it. Get 150 grams of protein in those meals. After that, then you could start focusing in on other little details. But you do that first and don't use protein shakes. I'm not 100% anti-protein shake. I'm just saying get used to finding it from whole, full foods. It's a better idea and it'll keep you fuller. It'll keep you more satiated. It's just a great idea. Get that one gram of protein per pound of body weight from whole foods, not from the store whole foods, from from foods that kind of came from nature. And everything else can be, you know, details. Once you do that, you will be shocked at how much different your diet will become. Now, that's rule number one. Rule number two in the Mike Catherwood Fix Your Diet, no liquid calories. Okay? Now, if you're someone who has years and years of experience in training and dieting, I you know, drink your protein shakes, do your thing. That's your business. I, I drink protein shakes. I drink, uh, I drink milk. I, I have some liquid calories. But in general, if you're, if you're starting at a point where you're really high levels of body fat and you want to make that change, I'm telling you, ditch liquid calories. That includes booze. That includes soda. That includes uh, additives to your coffee. Everything. Nothing, nothing goes in your mouth that, that is liquid that has calories, okay? Water, uh, plain tea, plain coffee. That's it. Okay? That's another huge piece of what you will be shocked, especially if you're a soda or a consistent beer drinker or wine drinker, that uh, how much of a difference that makes. They are not satiating. Your smoothies, your cold-pressed juices, those the way the human digestive system is designed, those are not going to satiate you. They're not going to keep you full at all, even if there's high calories in them. It, it, they're too quickly digested. You want to work towards getting things in your body that take a, take time to break down, to take time to digest, to keep you fuller longer. Things like fiber and protein are your friend. Okay, those are the two big paramount tips I can give you. Then, uh, and this takes a little bit more effort, find your basal metabolic rate. Track your calories. I know it sucks. Hello, Harry. My dog, Harry, just walked in. Um, I know it sucks. It does. It's, it's a pain in the ass. But now with apps, it's not like it used to be. I used to do it for years when I had to carry around a fucking calorie book a nutritional guidebook and like a little encyclopedia of, of um, nutritional values and a, and a notepad and a pen and write that shit down and add it out. And I didn't have a smartphone too, so I had to either find a calculator or just do math, which is not good for me. Now there's apps. My my personal favorite is MyFitnessPal. Um, it's, it's so much easier. And you can just get used to it. You get into a rhythm. And it actually makes you much more aware of what you're eating. So track your calories. No liquid calories. One gram of protein for a pound of body weight. That's, that's, that's the rules. Um, I'm, oh, this is from my friend Esme. I hope you're doing okay, Esme. Uh, it's always great to talk to you. I'm not trying to lose weight. Actually losing it too easily because of medication. Hmm. Okay, it does happen. I forget to eat until nighttime because my life is in chaos. Mostly my diet consists of what my kids don't finish. What are some easy but affordable high-protein snacks to keep my energy up? Um, 
Affordable and easy. Uh, now, I, I don't know. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to be fully honest here. I'm not really good when it comes to you vegans out there. So don't, I'm not overlooking you and I'm not shitting on you. I actually have tremendous amount of respect for people who go vegan for uh, moral reasons. I do think um, how we factory farm in this country is an atrocity and we have to examine it and there needs to be something to be done about it. And not like I'm going to be more holier than thou, um, but I go out of my way to not buy factory farmed meat. I don't eat factory farmed meat and that includes like drive through and stuff. And I love In-N-Out and stuff, but, and you know, five guys, all that. I love a good uh, like burger patty. I, I stopped doing it because if you have any idea of how major industrial farms work, it's uh, it's disgusting, and we shouldn't engage in that as humans. And I'm not trying to preach. If you do that, you're, you're that's your business. I'm not saying you live your life how I. I'm saying I personally don't want to be an accomplice to that. So I buy directly from small farms here in Southern California. I'm really lucky to live in Southern California where there is so much great local farms. And then I also I hunt, and uh, I've got. Uh, hundreds of pounds of meat uh, uh, every year from animals that I personally kill. And I and I understand if you're against that too. I get it. I'm not trying to argue with right or wrong. I just think that that gives an animal its, its sincere reverence when it comes to eating it because we are carnivores. Anim- the human animal is a carnivore. We're apex carnivores. We're apex predators. Um, so for me to stalk and not, I don't do that bullshit hunting where you, you trap an animal and you put out baits and say, and you wait for it to come by. If you stalk and hunt an animal and take it out of its life in an instant where it doesn't feel anything with a righteous shot, um, I, I really feel comfortable in saying that I've done everything I can to to be aligned, be congruent with how nature should work. Um, but I, I'm a big meat eater, and that's that's my take. So getting back to Esme's question, um, affordable and easy is ground meat. I like uh, ground beef. You get the leanest that you like. I like fattier meats, um, but I can intake a little bit more calories than the average female. Um, and I, and I, I cook it in advance. That's the best way. You know, I, everyone's busy and everyone's got, um, you know, their kids and everything. Like, I understand that. Your kids are eating pizza or mac and cheese. It's like, whoo, it's right there for me. But if you have meals ready in advance, avocados and ground meat are two saviors for me. Broth, avocado, meat. Um, so I'll make some sometimes soups out of my broth with the ground meat and veggies in it, and I keep that in, and I measure it out and I keep that um, ready to go at any time. Also, avocado—it's easy to slice an avocado in half and just boom, right on top of your ground beef. If you made and you measure it before you cook it, and then you can have like I have like three or four six-ounce um, ground chuck in my in my refrigerator already cooked. Boom, I'm ready to eat. I pull it out slice an avocado on top of it. And that's a meal often, very often for me. So those are, those are my two big um, tips is the avocado is great. It's super good with the healthy mono and saturated fats, a little fiber, a little protein, and then you get the ground meat in, on top of that too. Um, overall micronutrient wise, as far as like vitamins and minerals, beef is beef and also bison. Bison's one of my huge favorites, much more, um, much more uh, overall healthy than something like chicken or fish. You know, you know, you pro bodybuilders and fitness models out there. I understand you got to eat that lean haddock or whatever the fuck you eat and chicken breasts. Okay, you do your thing. I'm just saying, like, when it comes to a pure health and giving back to the cell on a cellular level to the body, I do think um, uh, red meat is is healthier. Whenever I do chest exercises, I feel more shoulder than chest. Any suggestions on what I can change to fix that? Absolutely, very common problem. Very good question. Um, 
when you're bench pressing, let's say, that's a good comment, or doing a push-up, before you do it, make sure you squeeze your shoulder blades together in the back so as if right down the middle of your spine, your upper spine below your neck, you're trying to squeeze like a pencil in between it, okay? So you're retracting your shoulders as far back as you can, really exposing your chest. Like you're trying to shove your titties up as far as you can while pulling your shoulder blades as back as far as you can. Maintain that that scapular retraction as much as you can throughout the entirety of the exercise, okay? That is tip number one, okay? Because your front delts, your anterior delts will take over when it comes to things like bench press and and, and, and any pushing uh, exercise. That's why if you notice, a lot of times, really, 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 really high-level power lifters, people who are bench pressing, amazing amounts of weight, they don't necessarily have the greatest chest development because they don't care about the chest development. They care about pushing the most weight and their triceps and their front delts are taking most of the brunt of it. That's that's the way the body works when you're doing um, horizontal pushing. So um, that's that's uh, tip number one. Tip number two is after you're done with your major compound movements and pressing like the bench press or the dumbbell bench press or push-ups or whatever it is, um, work in an isolation chest, some isolation chest work. Dumbbell flies are great. Um, the pec deck machine, the, the machine fly is a great one where you're, you're kind of taking the shoulder activity out of it. So work in some isolation after you're done with your compound movements. Um, and, and you should, you should see a big difference. And now once you get a certain level of growth, if you're listening to this and you're kind of a higher level athlete, you can pre-exhaust. I like to see people build the base of their house before they start decorating. But if you've already built built that base, and you, you've got your you know you're strong, you're big, you've got muscles, go ahead and pre-exhaust. That means do the isolation work first, then go into your bench press and your compound movements, thus creating more chest activation during that compound movement. That's also a great tip. But that's only for the advanced. Okay. What are some bodyweight workouts that a chubby cutie like me can do without equipment? Um, Number one overall, because it's free and because it's so comprehensive, the Bobby Maximus's home workout. Exercises to help big people whose tendons and joints suck from sitting all day for years and years and years. You get the idea. Just tips for big guys to get back on the path. Right now, I'm doing mad reps of squats and rows on the total gym. Just low impact stuff. Um, that's great. This is from Topper Sasquatch. I love you, man. How are you? I hope you're good. Um... Uh, I agree. Low impact stuff is the best. Obviously walking, walking, get your walking in. Okay. Low impact. Great. Perfect for the human body. But also when it comes to weightlifting, which I think everyone should be doing, do the squats, do the compound movements, just start light and be able to progress slowly. Okay. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't start adding up weight. It means progress slowly. Jim Wendler, the guy behind five by three, five, three, one, Always says it. Start lighter than you think. Progress slower than you think. Don't let your ego get in the way. If you're right now, you're just squatting 65 pounds. Okay, so be it. But next week, you're going to squat 70 for five to six reps. And the week after that, you're going to squat 75. Okay, so start lower, progress slower, but still progress. 
Okay, don't ditch them just because you have bad joints. Another thing that's been proven to work, there's science behind this, there's no ifs, ands, or buts, curcumin. Okay, turmeric, the turmeric compounds, um, get a good turmeric. A Jaro makes a great one. Um, you, you, there's plenty of turmeric out there. It's cheap and it works. Okay, take your turmeric every day. Creatine, also showing some great uh, promise when it comes to um you know, helping with sore joints and things like that. Um, take your fish oils. Those are another thing that I always recommend for people. Um, I have a very limited battery of uh, supplements that I do recommend, but fish oil, creatine, they both fall into that category. I would throw turmeric in there as well. Um, and also contrast showers. Get your get in the shower, um, and this is not for post-training. This is only for either pre-workout or hours and hours after you lift weights. Hot, 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 hot shower for f- two to three minutes. Then as cold as you can take it, two to three minutes. Then as hot as you can take it, and then get out. Okay? The contrast shower. It's been proven to work. Athletes in the eastern block of Europe and in the Middle East have been using it for years, and it works. Um, let's see. Um, all right. It looks like, a, you know, that's a pretty good. Oh, also uh, for the sore joints and stuff, BPC, the, um, the, uh, God damn it. What are those fucking things? Oh, my brain's not working. Um, peptides, the peptide BPC definitely works. It really, really works. Now this is for you advanced guys. And this is for people who are willing to spend the money. It does it. Is it worth the money? I don't know. But what I will say is it absolutely works. BPC, look into it. You got to get a prescription. I still believe you might be able to buy it from like research warehouses and stuff, but, uh, examine BPC, B as in Bobby P as in pussy C as in caca. BPC. Um, it's a it's a peptide, and that absolutely works when it comes to he- those aches and pains in your connective tissue. That seems like a good enough place to wrap things up. I will start doing these Q and A's a lot more frequently during this lockdown. Thank you, everybody who's already subscribed. Tell your friends, please. I really believe in this podcast, and I and I want it to work. I want to continue doing it, um, and you know. The only way I can do that is if you guys help me out and get this podcast more more listens, more clicks. So tell your friends, tweet about it, do what you need to do. And for those of you who are listening for the first time, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed yourself. And in this crazy mix-up world that makes you think that nobody cares, I do. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.